Welcome to Bathing with God, the free audiobook podcast from my imagination to yours. I'm Glenn Ostland, and if you like what you hear and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And now I give you Bathing with God. Chapter 11 The Doldrums of Despair, a.k.a. All is Well I am not interested in this or that phenomenon, in the spectrum of this or that element. I want to know God's thoughts. The rest are details. Albert Einstein Hey there. It's been a while. Where have you been? I'm... I'm sorry, Quad. I'm, I'm just not in the mood. I understand. I feel what you feel, remember? Then you know that I'm really not in the mood. I know. But the mood you are in is not the mood that you want to stay in, right? <sighs> Fine. You don't have to respond. You never have to respond, you know. But I'm going to talk to you, like I always do. And you can tune in and listen, or tune out and ignore me, like you always do. Okay, I know what you want. Deep down, you want to understand your relationship to God, to being, to existence. What is it all about? You want to know if there is a soul or not. What is it, if you have one? What is the relationship between you and your soul and God, if there is one at all? That is what you have always wanted to know. It's also something that you always have known. In fact, you know it right now. You just don't know that you know it, because of all the noise. All of the noise of your thoughts, of other people's voices, of all the light that you perceive with your eyes, and all the sound that you perceive with your ears, and all the sensations you feel, and taste, and smell, both inside and outside of your body. It's a lot to take in more than any individual mind can really ever do. But you are not an individual mind alone. You are an individual mind in a mind-boggling network of interconnected minds. Right now, you are overwhelmed by fear, by your own sense of failure, by your own lack of self-worth. You don't feel worthy yourself right now, so how could you possibly feel that others would find any kind of worthiness or value in you? When you can't see your own value, and when you can't imagine how others could see any value in you, how could you possibly wrap your head around the fact that you are a soul with inherent value that cannot and never will be diminished? Or that there is a God who loves you and values you without exception and without condition. The reason that you are currently not in the mood 
is that you have created conditions within your mind that make you feel separate, without intrinsic value, unworthy. Stop it. If you want. You don't have to, you know. It's of no severe consequence one way or the other. You're not doing anything wrong. So why am I talking to you when you aren't in the mood to hear me? It is because what I want for you right now, with all of my emotion and with everything that I am and what I want for you all of the time, is this. To recognize your power. To explore it. To accept it. To actively use it with intention rather than passively using it unconsciously. I am talking about your power to create. I am talking about the power of your imagination. What do you think is meant by the old adage, as a man thinketh, so is he? Do you truly understand the relationship between the thoughts you think and the feelings you feel? Do you truly understand the power that you have to choose your thoughts like you would choose your food at an endless, all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet? Do you remember the feeling of piling your plate high with white rice and deep-fried sesame chicken? It tasted good, right? At first, until you started feeling sick to your stomach. But you went back for more, because the taste? Mmm, mmm, good. Those Pavlovian pleasure signals surging through your body rewarding you for ingesting a high-calorie substance. They were being fooled by MSG, by the way. You could have eaten something else, of course, something healthier for you, maybe less tasty, but you didn't. You wanted what you wanted, and your sense of taste was the only voice you listened to, intentionally ignoring what you intellectually knew about MSG and high fats and processed sugars that artificially trick your taste buds into sending you those biologically evolved Pavlovian pleasure signals that reinforce a behavior that is actually detrimental to your long-term health. You knew all of that, of course, but you didn't care. You wanted the short-term pleasure of satisfying your taste buds, despite the growing discomfort in your gut. And the more you ate, the worst you felt, remember? You told yourself that you needed to get your money's worth. That's funny. So you gorged and felt horrible for the rest of the day. So it is with your thoughts. Like an endless all-you-can-eat buffet stretched out for miles in front of you, you have many thoughts to choose from. Many areas of your life, past, present, or future totally real or completely made up that you could choose to focus your attention on. But there are certain things that you have been artificially conditioned, aka tricked, into focusing on more than others. How many messages have you encountered from the time of your birth until now that focus on family relationships and finances? What were you told was the greatest measure of success. Did you ever hear anyone say that no amount of success in the world can compensate for failure in the home? Did you ever get the message 
Do your homework so that you don't flunk out. Do whatever you have to do to avoid getting fired. Don't get divorced. Don't neglect your kids. Don't be selfish. Don't fail to prepare or you will just prepare to fail. These messages, and so many more like them, have bombarded you throughout your life. They have conditioned you without you even knowing it. Whenever you did something good, you received an encouraging Pavlovian reward, a pat on the back, a smile, extra credit, a bonus, a hug, a dharmic fish biscuit, encouragement to keep going and avoid failure at all costs. And when you did something bad, you received punishment, frowns, neglect, withdrawal, spankings, visceral disapproval. The things that were good or bad may not have really been good or bad, but the people around you thought they were, and so that is how they trained you. It is how they programmed your mind, or, more accurately, how you programmed your own mind by how you reacted to what they were doing to you. So when bad things happened in your life that you were hoping to avoid, when divorce happened, or when you lost a job, your attention continued to focus on feelings of failure, and you obsessed over all the possible cause and effect things that supposedly created this so-called failure. And sometimes you focused on imaginary what-if scenarios that you could have done in the past, or could do in the future, to prevent those failures. These thought patterns are well-worn neural pathways in your brain that were forged through years of Pavlovian reinforcement. But guess what? It's a lie. All of it. The idea of success that you have is a total and complete lie. You want to understand the relationship between yourself and your soul and God? Listen to what I'm telling you here. Forget any idea of a heavenly father that you were raised with. That idea and those characteristics are not God any more than a budding leaf on a warm spring day is the tree or the planet, or the universe. What is the relationship between that budding leaf and the universe in which it buds? Is the leaf separate from the universe? Could there be a leaf without the universe? Would the universe be everything it is without any of the pieces, small as they might be, that make it all that it is? The leaf is a significantly insignificant manifestation of the entire universe just like you. The leaf can do no wrong. Everything it does is exactly what it does, just like you. The leaf is a version of the universe. It is source energy. Source energy is omniscient. It knows how to manifest itself as a budding leaf, or a tree, or a planet, or a brain, or a neuron, or a thought. Source energy is omnipotent. It constantly demonstrates its power to manifest itself as all the things it can and does manifest itself as. Source energy is intelligent. It is aware. It is curious. It is playful. 
it is creative. This is God. And that God energy plays with itself by separating itself into souls. And those souls create new and ever-evolving versions of themselves by separating into even smaller selves, which are like seeds, divine, energetic God seeds that experience their own specific kind of awareness, thinking, feeling, and becoming more than you can possibly imagine. No soul is ever ruined. No soul is ever spoiled. No soul is ever wasted. No soul is ever diminished. No soul is ever lost. There is no such thing as failure. Every experience is success. You do not have a soul that you can spoil. You are a soul that was made to exist and experience and do exactly what it is you are doing. And one of those things right now is you. Your soul is much bigger than you know. You are one of an infinite number of things that your soul is doing right now. Nothing that you do has any ultimate negative impact on your soul. Nothing that you do has any ultimate negative impact on the universe. Nothing that you do has any ultimate negative impact on anything. Go back to the thought buffet. Try a different way of thinking this time. Pay attention to how it makes you feel. What is the relationship between how you think and how you feel? What is the relationship between God and your soul and yourself? Never forget that you, like everyone else in this world, were born innocent. You were then misguided by mostly well-meaning adults who were also born innocent and misguided by other mostly well-meaning adults. Don't focus on the misguidance. Focus on the innocence. It is something that you still have in common with every person you will ever meet. These are things that you already know. Come and find me when you're ready to talk again. And take it easy on yourself. Because whether you can feel it or not, you are loved and all is well. All is well. All is well. Always. Thank you for listening to Bathing with God. If you like what you just heard and would like to purchase a print or Kindle version of the complete book, search for it on Amazon.com or go to the website bathingwithgod.com. And if you really, really like what you just heard, share it with someone you love and give me a five-star rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you use. You can also like our Facebook page, and subscribe to the Bathing with God YouTube channel. And if you'd like to reach out to me personally, you can email me, Glenn Osland, at bathingwithgod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And probably so would Quad. Oh yeah, bring it. Thanks again for listening to Bathing, Bathing with God. God.